Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Wonderful. So we're going to have our conversation now about giving. And um, last week, as many of you will know, we heard about our vision from Lizzie, our rector. And if you haven't watched that yet or you want to catch up, you can catch up on the YouTube channel. And also, our vision booklet is available in the foyer as well in print form or online if you want to catch up with the vision. And this week, we're thinking about our response. And we often talk about responding to that in three different ways, praying, serving, and giving. And today, we're thinking particularly about giving, hopefully in a a practical way, in a conversational way that's not just one person talking, but us sharing our experiences. So in case you haven't met me, I'm Eve clergy team here and the clergy lead at St. George's and I'm joined today by Keith, our treasurer, and Jack, our finance intern. Give him a round of applause. So we're going to think a little bit today about the practical ways of giving what it says in the Bible and our own experiences and our response. Uh, So Keith, first of all, tell us a bit about who you are, story with St. George's, um, and what you do day to day. Yeah, so I've been coming to St. George's for about 15 years now. Um, I come with my wife, Catherine, so she's on stewarding, which she's just started doing uh, just recently. Um, and I have two sons, Joel and Paul, who are both um, doing research in particle physics, which sounds pretty grand. <laughs> And um, what do you uh, do? Well, yeah, during the week, I I actually work for Supertram. I'm the head of finance at Supertram, which is down in Sheffield. Um, But also, as Eva's just sort of said, I am the church treasurer as well. So uh, I keep myself quite busy. Amazing. And what has been your uh, journey with giving as a Christian? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I I didn't grow up in a a Christian household, so giving was completely new to me, so I had to start from scratch. Um, And when I was a new Christian as a a student, the the teaching that I got is that, you know, if if you're part of a community, and we heard quite a lot of being part of a community on those videos, that actually, you know, you, you have a commitment to that community, and that includes a commitment to, to give to it. And, and that shows that you're in, if you, if you like, you know, that you're actually in with that community. And is there a, a passage of scripture or Bible verse that's particularly helped you uh, through that journey? I mean, there are a number, because uh, there are a number of these, but I think the one that, that really resonates with me uh, is the passage sort of in Mark 12, in Mark 12 about the widow's mind. And the thing I like about this is that, you know, you see Jesus uh, actually look and with people bringing their gifts into the treasury. So he sees people come in, the rich people come in, and they, they throw their things into the treasury with a great sort of fanfare. And then the widow comes with those two copper coins, not of much value, and puts those into the treasury. And then after this has happened, Jesus goes back 
to the disciples and says, look, you know, the rich people, they, they gave out of their wealth, but the widow gave out of her poverty and her gift was really significant. So we might, we might sort of think, look, we, we're not rich. Um, we can't give very much. And, you know, we might think, well, we'll leave that to the people that have got great jobs and everything else. But the story for me shows that, you know, that giving is between us and God, and whatever we give is significant. And again, as we've heard before, that if everybody gave a little bit, that would be transformational. You know, and it's just that thing about it being personal between you and God. Thank you. That's really helpful. And Jack, welcome. Hello. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what's brought you to St George's. Uh, yes, hello. I'm Jack. I'm the finance intern, so I split myself uh, here two days a week and with Lee's diocese for the rest of the time kind of doing finance and data analytics. Um, I've been coming to St George's for the last four or five years both as a student and now as a young adult my fiance Harmony and we are a member of a small group on Tuesday. Shout out to Josh and Chris's small group. Um, and so, so yeah that, that's I've been coming here for about five years now. And what's been your journey with uh, giving? Is your story similar to Keith's or a bit different? Uh, no it's, it's very different. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family, and so both my parents not only took me to a Church of England church, they both worked for the Church of England. So giving has been a big part of our kind of family life for a long time. And it's fair to say my brother and I, when we were growing up, did not get it at all. <laughs> Why would you give? We could spend the money on us. We like nice food and video games. Why are we giving it to other people? It didn't, it didn't make sense to us at all. And I had that mentality all through my childhood, in my teenage years, sick form, until I got to university. And I think a real transformational moment for me was in St. George's about five years ago as a first year student and hearing a talk on giving in our student ministry about what is important, why the student actually I should engage with it. And again, hearing um, from uh, Keith as well about the Bible passages, is there kind of verses and things that help you in that? And does that relate to how you give to church and other things as well? Uh, yes. So. Um, a big Bible verse that I found very useful when I was first starting out with giving was 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Now, all of 2 Corinthians 8 is really good, and if you want to explore more about giving from a theological perspective, go and read the rest of it. It's brilliant. I'm going to focus on this verse. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. And this perspective change really helped me when I first started giving. I am giving as an act of worship. Not because it's about me, not because I'm giving to something, I'm giving because God wants me to, I am giving to the Lord. And that was really helpful. About two years ago, I started kind of re-evaluating my giving, and I found it really overwhelming. Um, it was about the time when BLM was massively in the news, when the environmental crisis and environmental charities were becoming really big and wanting lots of money, and plus all the other charities that do really great work around the world, in the UK and abroad, that I, I want to give, that I, that I want to support, I agree with what they're, what they're doing, and I had no idea where to start. I, I want to give to church, church is great, I love being at church, but I also want to give to many other causes, and this passage really helped me. It really helped me put things into perspective. I am giving as an act of worship, I am giving because I am a Christian and I believe that it's right. 
Amazing. And it's really helpful to know that when we give to St. George's Church as well, um, we also give of our income to uh, our mission partners, both uh, abroad and in Leeds. Yeah. Now, Eve, you've asked yeah. us questions. I have. So I think it's your turn. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, um, I don't know what your story is like compared to mine and Jack's. Obviously, you are part of the clergy. Uh, so you give a lot of your time to the church. In fact, the church pays you. Um, so how do you go about thinking about giving, if you do give at all? Yeah, so I, I grew up going to church, but I wouldn't say in a Christian home. So again, uh, giving money was quite unusual. And when I was a teenager and found my own faith and went to uh, another church service with young people, uh, it was quite a big deal to think about um, giving some of my income from my part-time job or my pocket money or whatever to the church, and that was quite unusual for my family to talk about. Um, again, at uni, that was really helpful for me in thinking about giving, and we had uh, yeah, a really helpful understanding about giving to, to God um, and learning slowly to budget. I wasn't that great with money at university. My terms were quite short. And so I wouldn't think of it as like three months, I'd think of it as like however many weeks I was at uni and then have to think about it at the end. Um, but also at university I gained a real appreciation of um, being a, a Christian in the West, being a Christian in my position, that even on a student loan, globally, from a global perspective, I was relatively wealthy. And to really think through what it looked like to call myself rich or poor, uh, in a global perspective, and knowing that some of our friends and brothers uh, seeking asylum are on, you know, £39 something a week. So some of that really put that into perspective. And, and giving became very empowering, that actually um, it's something that everyone can do, uh, regardless of the amount, and it lets us sow into, uh, into God's kingdom and into God's church. And when I became clergy, lots of people ask me or assume that because we give time we don't give any money um, and I do give money and coming out of university and starting to budget was when um, that really became very clear for me with a bible passage we've been talking about passages that are key for us and one of mine is 1 Chronicles 29 when uh, King Solomon has been preparing to build the temple for worship uh, in the Old Testament, and David is having the collection to get all the finances and resources together. And in verses 11 and 14, uh, David prays, Yours, Lord, if you have grown up in the Church of England, you might know this as a prayer. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Everything comes from you, and we only give to you what comes from your hand in the first place. Um, so I have this really strong sense of everything is God's that he's given me. So um, my money is not my own. Even my stipend, which is given to clergy to release the time to serve the church. Um, yeah, so I've, I've always given. And I was just thinking earlier, we were singing, um, fully letting go, surrendered to your ways. And again, I was like, oh, that means obviously our hearts and our wills, but what about my finances? And it's always... Uh, it's always challenging. Um, so yeah, that's my story. It was a kind of decision I had to make on my own, I suppose, to do that. Um, and so we might be thinking now, you know, we're getting the kind of understanding of why we give, that it's worship, that it's sowing into the community. Um, but 
it's challenging. Some of us might be thinking, I've got questions. How does this, what does this look like for me? So Keith, what's been the most challenging thing for you about giving? I think the most challenging is starting. Yeah. How do you start? Where do you go? Do you need to see somebody? Do you have to fill in a form? Um, and it, it seems a bit of a barrier to get over. So, but I think in my story, you know, obviously I started giving when I was a student. Um, and then it sort of continued from there. But I think that thing about how do I start is really challenging. And so at St George's, if we've got people here today who want to review their giving or start giving, how do they do that? Well, you could go to our website, so hopefully it's, it's going Something to come, will come up. up on the screen. So if you go to the website and you go on there and you do forward slash give, uh, it will take you to a various sections on the website. And there are three ways you can do this. Number one is you can set up a standing order. So everybody's hopefully got sort of online banking now, so it's fairly easy to do. Go on there. The details of the church bank account are on the website or they're on the back of the vision uh, booklet or there are some cards that are scattered around by these baskets as well to, to actually know what those are. So that's the best way and the easiest way. Uh, the second way is if you've got a bank card, you could also go onto the website and you could actually give either a one-off or uh, a regular giving. The only thing with that is there is a transaction cost for it. Mm. I, I don't really like transaction costs. Fee. We don't like those. Um, so, you know, yes, you can do that and that's great. And then the third way is obviously you could give in cash. Um, but we, we don't tend to do too much of that um, in, in the service. But there are some giving stations at the back which are, again, electronic. But the, the best way is a standing order because it's regular and particularly as a treasurer, I know what's coming in and it's helpful. Okay. And um, while we're talking about practicality, shall we quickly talk about gift aid? Yes, gift aid. Would you like gift to declare gift aid? What does that mean, Keith? What does it mean? Right, well, gift aid, so you can fill in a form. So I said there was forms, yeah. there is a form. There isn't just one, there's some at the back. Um, but normally what happens with gift aid is if you're working and you pay tax, if you sign up to gift aid, then the church can claim back the tax that you've paid into the treasury, into the government. Uh, so it's well worth doing. And for every pound that you give, obviously we can reclaim 25p. So what I would encourage you to do, if you are able and if you pay tax, sign up to gift aid. It's really straightforward. You don't have to do it on regular giving. It could be one-offs. Sign one form and it can covers all the gifts. And it's very satisfying for you, isn't it, and the team to tot up gift aid. Because 25p a pound is good. It's very satisfying. And I quite like the government paying us the money back as well. Yeah, because often people as well, people think that churches get funding from the government or people go into cathedrals and think this must be government funded. It's not. Everything we do as a church is funded by giving both to us and the National Church. Um, Jack, what's been the most challenging thing for you in terms of 
giving, as we were talking about? Well, when I first started giving, I think the most challenging thing for me was actually knowing whether I could afford to give. Um, as, a, as a student, even though I was a financial student, I didn't know what I was doing with money, to be brutally honest. I knew I got some money in for my student loan. Yes. It then got spent pretty much entirely on food um, and, like, nice things. And then I had some money left at the end. It was great, but that had to last me till Christmas, and October's always really long and expensive, so I don't know what I'm doing with money. And so, how do, how do I give from that? Well, the first thing I did, rest assured, if you, it's, there is a way out of this, you've got to start budgeting. No, don't panic. I saw the panic, those of you who got flashbacks to GCSE maths. Budgeting is easy. It takes you five minutes. Here's what you do. You take the money you make, you take the money you spend, and the difference between them is how much you've got at the end. There, there you go, you've done a budget. It's that easy. And once you've got that money at the end, you can then know how much to give. So the first thing I did when I looked at it, and I was a student, I didn't have very much money, I gave five pounds a month. That's all I could afford to give. And then as I got a little more confident with giving, as I did my year in industry and earned a bit more money, I gave a little bit more. This year, I'm, I'm an intern, I don't get paid to do this. I, I don't have any money, so I, haven't given, I don't give very much this year. I give a little bit, but not, not very much. Um, and I review it often. Giving is a skill. It's the best way to think about it. When the first time you give, it feels really awkward. It's really uncomfortable. You have a hundred questions. What am I doing? I don't get this. This feels like I'm just giving money away. Why am I doing this? And the more you give, the more you practice giving, the easier and more confident you become in what you're doing. Like with anything, really. Yeah, I found that. And I found at university, I was challenged to slowly start thinking even more broadly that with the money coming in, part of my budget became giving or like thinking first about what, what, would, what would my gift be. Um, and uh, true story, as I was writing, we were preparing this and then I spoke with the 1030 congregation last week because we talk about one-off gifts or regular giving for gift day. And so I'm praying about what I should be doing and things. And a couple of weeks ago, I got a gift through some family of some money. And I was like, this is great, amazing. And then I was literally praying about what would be my gift to the church for gift day. And the Lord was like, hello, um, you've just been given some money. So uh, I was reminded of that, uh, everything I have comes from you. Um, yeah, and any other scriptures that help you on that? Yes, there is. A really powerful scripture about this from 2 Corinthians 8, verse 13. Um, our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. And this is, this is the goal. It's, it's equality. We're not, we, we understand, actually, for some of us, giving is a challenge. The, you know, month ends, we might be living paycheck to, paycheck to paycheck. What goes in almost always goes straight out, and that's okay. And for some of us, we might be in quite prosperous times where we're doing quite well and are very fortunate. And that's okay too. The goal is equality. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying, like we said in the church news, um, budgeting as well as giving is that kind of skill that we can, we can learn and be diligent with the resources that God gives us, which is why we offer things like cap money to be able to partner with them and help people budget wisely. It's also why we have um, a financial hardship fund uh, as part of St. George's that was set up in COVID-19. Um, because in the Corinthians context, the context is they needed to be serving the poor in the community. Our context and our need is to fulfill the vision that God has given. But we have provision. We actually have plenty of provision in our financial hardship fund for those who are struggling. So we're able both to help those and to 
challenge and encourage one another to give. And in that Corinthians passage, it says God sees the amount that you give and he sees it from what you can give. Not, it's not about what you can't give, it's about what you can give. Um, and so in all of this as well, it's worth saying, Keith, you are our treasurer, so you work full time. You are our treasurer. What does that look like, um, doing that for St George's? Yeah, well, it, it is a bit of a challenge because I've got a full-time job and I'm treasurer. And do um, we pay you to do that? You don't pay me to no. do the treasurer. He serves no. in this role, guys. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I know. I think it's great. So, being treasurer, what does that mean? Well, obviously, what I do is look after the finances for the PCC. Um, and what does that mean? Well, there are bills to pay. Uh, and therefore I have to approve payment of bills. There's a staff team, and they'll all be very pleased, hopefully, that we actually do a payroll and pay them, so I get involved in that, obviously. Um, but I don't do this alone. Um, we do have a finance administrator that works in the office, so Catherine Heath sort of works in the office to do those transactions and help the very practical bits and pieces. But. Then I actually do a set of accounts, management accounts, each quarter. So what times a year? I just checked earlier that I was getting that right. And, 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 we, and Keith we, was like, you don't know what quarter is. I'm just checking that I'm getting it right, because other times I've got it wrong. And with that level of financial skill, Eve, you could be part of the team. <laughs> it's quite fun. But obviously each quarter we prepare those accounts um, and those go to the treasury team and they ask questions and they scrutinize it and they look at it. Um, and then it goes to the PCC uh, for approval and review. So actually it's gone through about 40 people's um, review. So it's not just me, that there is a whole raft and team of people that get involved in finance. And how long, uh, in terms of your serving and, and sewing into this, this diligence and this, making sure that lots of people can be part of looking at our finances. How much is it, long does it kind of take you, kind of weekly, to help well, us? I, I mean, it varies week to week, but I'd say it's probably about eight to ten hours a week. Now, that's, that's, that's the normal stuff, and then if, if I'm doing the quarter end, or I'm doing a budget, which I do annually, or the year-end accounts, which I'm trying to do now, that's a little bit more. Yeah, and I've been so encouraged coming to St George's the past few years, being involved in quite a few different churches. And, um, and I can genuinely say that the diligence and the, uh, both the faith-filled attitude towards finances we have and the diligence uh, to sow resources, not just into buildings, but even buildings because this is used all week long, but also to people and to staff who then release loads more people in ministry, not just to do everything themselves, but release people. So I've been really encouraged about you, of you. Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing as the intern to meet this amazing community of people behind the scenes, who I think most people don't even know exist, who, I say, review these accounts and the diligence and commitment they put in to making sure that, as, as a church, both us, Holy Lane and Rangthorne are run well and effectively, without, and we are, that we are good stewards of money, so we don't waste money that, we, that is given to us. We try and look after it as best we can. It's been really encouraging. That's really cool. And thinking about your role as treasurer, what have you learned during your time, not just about 
money, because we already knew quite a lot about that, that's why we passed into it, but about God and how God operates. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's a great job to do. It takes some time to do, but it, it's, it's seeing that God's economy is not the world's economy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was, I, I did say this a, a week or so ago to the morning congregation. I was looking through the, um, the year-end accounts, and I was making some adjustments to them. I'm thinking, I know what it says now, I'm expecting it to be less, and it was more. Huh? You know, and it's just those things that come out when you just go through. And I think it's when, when you're sort of going in God's direction, you, you are in that way of saying, this is where we are, then those resources and finances seem to flow. What's been happening in the past two years, we've been going through some really difficult times globally, um, but just thinking practically about that, how, what's that look like for us? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in the last few years, it's been really tricky. I mean, we have got a church centre where most of the student tees are, which are down at the bottom of the steps. Um, but we do hire that out um, to various people for income. And with COVID, we haven't been able to do that. So we've had a, a big reduction of income. So there's that, that's been a challenge. And when we put the budget together, we've got a big gap. So as, as I mean, I wish it was as easy as what, how Jack had put it, in that you have your income and your expenditure and you've got a gap. Um, but we try and fill that gap. And we've gone back to the PCC over the last few years and said, well, we've got this gap. Um, But in 2020, which was the start of the pandemic, we ended the year, we start with a very big gap and we ended the year almost break even, within a thousand pounds of break even, which was amazing. You know, God's provision to us was amazing. So, what's happened in 2021? I am still doing the numbers. um, And we did come back to the church last year and say there was a gap of 156,000. And now, I think it is a surplus. A small surplus, but a surplus. Now, now that, that doesn't just come about. I think there was a lot of work in that. There was a lot of hard decisions that had to be made. We had to cut our costs. Um, but obviously, God was in it. God was in it and God provided for us uh, and he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we haven't actually had to cut down on what God's asking us to do. I don't know if that's been your experience in the team as well, Jack, of seeing um, what's happening. No, no, it hasn't. It's been really amazing. I think hopefully you see it on a Sunday, but our teams have grown and our ministries have grown over the last, uh, not over well, the last year, but the last two, three years, with the kind of the now three churches in one, with Holy Trinity Ball Lane, Rainthorn, with our kind of student team that's grown massively over the last two years, even during a pandemic, um, and that's what just what I see on the surface. I think if you go into every team and ask, how has your ministry grown? How have we seen new people come to faith? They can all have amazing testimonies of that. That's fantastic, and we're we're coming into land in a moment, and we're going to think about our response, but. In terms of, um, of this year and looking forward, Keith, and, um, and how we could use our money, but how we could use it with generosity, what does that look like for 2022? 
Yeah, I mean, we've put, we've put a budget together for 2022, and although the last two years have, have come out well for us, um, what, what we've done is we've put, I've put the budget together um, looking at what do we need to resource our vision. So not looking at it from a, you know, a spirit of constraint or of lack, but a spirit of generosity and blessing really. And therefore we've looked at the vision, we've looked at what it costs to actually move forward with that vision and we've put those costs together and then compared that to our income. So we haven't done it the other way around and said, what income do we think we're gonna have? What can we do with it? We're saying, this is what we think God is calling us to do. This is where we think we're doing. And we do have a gap, a funding gap, and it is a significant funding gap in terms of where we've got to. But, uh, we do have reserves and over the last few years we've said we will continue to um, budget and continue to resource the ministries that we're called to as a church and the PCC have said we back that um, you can use some of the reserves you can do that if you want uh, we haven't had to do that up to now whether we need to do that this year depends on our response as a church. Um, but we do have those reserves there. But what we would love to do is we'd love for people to give and, and fill as much of that gap as possible. Um, because we want to use those reserves for you know, capital projects. And although tonight it's really hot in here, <laughs> Praise um, the Lord, because it could be very cold otherwise. Um, but things like the heating, yeah. the lighting. Um, but the other thing that we want to do as well is we want to see God's kingdom grow. Uh, and obviously we want to do church plants and we want to bless church plants. Mm -hmm. So rather we would like to reserve or keep as much of those reserves as possible for those things. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, to both of you for having this conversation and for being up front and talking about it. Thank you to uh, Keith and Jack. So we've talked through quite a lot of stuff today and one of the, um, the reasons for that is to really show um, what it looks like to both be good stewards, to be faith-filled, um, and to think about our own personal response to God's generosity to us, and also what it, what it looks like, as Keith said, to be in, to say, I'm in, at St. George's. Thinking of it uh, in our worship to God who gives us everything in Jesus. Um, and so we're going to think about the ways to respond now. As we said at the beginning, if you are visiting, if this is your first time, sit back, think about what that is maybe in the church that you belong to, or think about what it might mean to belong to St. George's. But if you are part of St. George's, if you've been here uh, for a while and uh, you don't give yet or you want to review your giving, this is our opportunity to do that now.
Um, and we have given everyone in the building tonight a response card that you will find on your seat or near you. And if you're online, this is on the, the giving page, but also there is a, an email address, gift at stgs.org.uk, that you can respond to. Um, and on the back of this uh, card, there is ways to respond in how we think as we pray, as we reflect, how we're going to pray, how we're going to serve practically and how are we going to give to the vision of St. George's to show that we are in, to show that we are part of it? Um, there's also, as I said, this email address that you can also email intentionally to say, which I've already done, to say, this is what I'm going to do. And those emails and any financial information that we get on these cards only goes to Keith and to Catherine. That information is kept confidential uh, for the finance department of U2. And the rest of the information we'll use in our ministry teams to help get people connected with praying and serving in St. George's. Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.